from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boy from SQL CFO. We are brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software. Not joining me today is Paul Meisner who is down in Melbourne. I'm up here in Sydney at the Accounting Business Expo and I have put together at the last minute with absolutely no preparation a jam-packed panel so you dear listeners can hear from the best of the best of what happened at Abe. With me is Steph Hines, Heather Smith, the Lech Collegiate, Andrew Vanderbeek and my man of the moment, Ron Leash from BGL. Welcome everybody to the show. Now, this is going to be a challenge for me. We've got five people to facilitate. So what we're going to do, we're going to start off with Ron, because I love having you on the show, mate, and BGL's been so good to us over the years. What was the best thing you saw today? Um, probably the best thing I saw today was our launch of a new integrated document suite with uh, Smarter SMSF. So that was, the, that was the number one highlight for us. So you, you were the highlight of your day? We, are we were the highlight of our day, yes. <laughs> definitely. And what about the worst? What was the worst thing that you saw today? Um, I think it was the client or the per, no, not, not client yet, who came up to me and asked me if he could buy my desktop software. Oh, they got to they listen to From the Trenches. They need to understand what's happening in the world of accountants. Next up on the list, Steph Hines, who's currently covering her mouth and laughing in sympathy of that poor client, who <laughs> that poor accountant who really needs to get with the, the program on what CAS 360 is as a product. Steph, welcome back to From the Trenches. Thank you. Always good to be here. And I think that Paul should be, you know, put to the sidelines a, a bit more often because yeah. we seem to be having yeah. a hell of a lot of fun today. But that's definitely not the best thing about ABE. Paul not being here isn't the best thing? It, it is not. I'd <laughs> like to say that for Paul. What's but the best thing? The collaborations and communications. So I love coming to this just because I get to catch up with so many amazing people and obviously my good friend Daniel from BGL thinks that he's one of those amazing people. But back to all seriousness, catching up with fantastic accountants and bookkeepers and just learning about what they're actually doing, what's coming next, what their problems are, and really being able to collaborate is the best thing. You live out in the sticks, don't you, in, like, central Australia? <laughs> I do not. I've been holidaying in the sticks oh, in central Australia, right. don't you? in some rural city? <laughs> I do live in Newcastle, but careful. Never heard of it. I can take that <laughs> microphone. <laughs> and what was the worst thing that happened today, other than me insulting your beautiful hometown? Um... No, I don't think there's been anything really bad. That's the last time we have you on From the no, Trenches. No, bring me the microphone back, darling. <laughs> Other than the Winding fact up. that the day has gone really quickly, yeah. I still feel like it's about 10am. I'm not quite sure where breakfast and lunch went, but uh, that's probably been the worst part of today. Too much. Too much. If that's an endorsement to get to the next Accounting Business Expo or Accountech Life in Melbourne, which is organised by the same people, I've never heard anything like it. Uh, 2018... Thought leader of the year, Andrew Van Der Beek. Clearly the worst part of the day is that no one on this panel was at your talk to hear why the trusted advisor needs to kind of be blown up as a concept. But, mate, what was the best thing you saw today? Yeah, firstly, um, thanks everyone sitting around for coming and listening to the content that I delivered, but uh, that's fine. Uh, what was the best thing, best thing that I got to experience today? Um, I think that 99.9999% of the people here I do not know. Um, so for me, the best thing is I've had conversations with people I've never met, didn't even know existed before, and learnt a bunch of stuff about people I didn't know. So for me, I'm a, I love people, and I think that's been a really cool part of it today. 
Um, you know, and that, that comes out with Steph as well and for me as well, this community that's been built. So this whole cloud transition, this whole change to the accounting industry is now probably in its eighth or ninth year. Um, most of you guys here have been there since it started. And you now have people, almost best practice is almost established. And so mentorship and guidance is out there for people who want to uh, work out how to, I think well, let's live streaming this on Twitter, social junkie. So no, you don't have to ask me that. I'm currently recording a live show. So it'd be good if we didn't interact when the audience can't hear. But there is a very real community that's being built and it's brilliant. And it is so accessible by people. And, and everybody's laughing for some reason. And, it's so, and all you have to do is rock up and everyone will talk to you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you caught my, my uh, presentation, it was all about the human side of things. And it's just the theme that's been washing through really anything and everything that we feel about today and the last couple of years. It's all about people, right? So these things are people coming together in a space to learn about something together. And what we need to do is we need to remove all the stuff that people disagree or people want to fight and bicker over and just have an open, honest conversation around what's actually going on. This show wouldn't exist if we didn't have things to fight and bicker over, though, so let's be a little yeah. bit tempered with our comments. Yeah, I agree with you, but if all we're going to do is we're going to have really strong, hard opinions on things and not be willing to have a proper conversation around it. That's where my, my issues stand, but I think I think conversations today have been really interesting in terms of, like, there was some guy I was sitting on a table for and we were talking about workflow solutions and his workflow solution was a pen and paper. He didn't use any technology at all. And I was like, whoa, okay. So I could have sat there and gone, mate, you're a dinosaur. Or I went, okay, cool. Well, talk to me about why that's the case. And I think it's the way we approach those things. And hopefully through, um, you know, ABE the last couple of today and tomorrow, it's going to be like that. Um, and, and you know, well, pen and paper still works for a lot of people. But that guy, the good news for him is he was in the right place, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Ron, you manage a large team of people. Andrew's talking about the human element. You have a community within your own staff. Has that impacted the way you manage your business, this sort of move to being aware of... Uh, there's an element of empathy that's involved in this? Oh, yeah, look, certainly. We've, um, we've been in business as we said, for 30 years uh, as of uh, this, this month. And Congratulations. Hey, BGL. Woo! I was, I was three years old when they started. <laughs> Wow. Imagine what your nest egg would be worth if you invested five cents a day when you were three years old. Anyway, going back to that, the way, certainly the way that we deal with people today is very different from the way we've dealt with people 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And a lot of that's come from the team, the way the team works together, the, the stuff that the, the team's developed to, to create a community within BGL. Uh, and we've got a reasonably strong community. We've got a lot of long-term people in the team and, and I suppose the values and the culture that those people generate is what's really permeated through the whole organisation and picked up by the younger ones in the, as they come into the organisation. Steph Heinz from GrowthWise, you talk a lot about managing your team. I think you call them your kids. I don't actually have real children, so to me, I want to care for the team as if they were my real children. And that's kind of how I approach management or being a leader in that it should be all about showing them the way, guiding them and everything that I imagine you do if you're a parent. Uh, I've got a 14-month-old daughter and everybody would have seen today when I've been catching up with people, I've been waving like she does, clenching my hand and fist as if it's a bit inappropriate if you put it in the wrong context, but you do build an affinity with the people that you work with and, and I love that part. Alala, you're going to go last because I have to reach over the furthest of the microphone to reach you. So, Heather Smith, it's your birthday today. Woo! <laughs> 21 today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. 
Come on, let's say how many years... It is your 50th birthday today. And one of the beautiful things about Heather Smith, and I'd be surprised if there was a listener who, who doesn't engage with your content, um, in a moment I'm going to ask you how people can get access to your newsletter, which is fantastic. Um, how does a 50-year-old become one of the most cutting-edge knowledgeable, technological people in the accounting industry. What mindset do you have that keeps you coming back and keeps you reinventing yourself? I think it's about being extremely curious and being actually interested in what's current and uh, mimicking what is current. So seeing what the Kardashians are doing and imitating it back into the accounting world. I think that's the first time Kardashians have ever been mentioned at an accounting conference. Well done. (laughs) Um, well, I, I am the bikini blogger of the accounting world. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's $100,000 a post for anyone who wants to get something from Heather Smith. Heather, <laughs> Andrew in a bikini. Heather, um, because you've got this technology focused, best thing that you saw from a, a new technology point of view at Accounting Business Expo this year? Look, I'd like to point out that for I did an advisory talk on um, how to use technology in advisory, and I used Paul Meisner's quotes from from the trenches in my advisory talk about how uh, where advisory starts and where it stops. Um, and I've forgotten your question. Um, Steph Hines, do you think that we need more compliments about Paul Meisner on this episode that doesn't include him? No, I thought you were on my side, Heather. This is supposed to be, Paul, you didn't come to see us, therefore we're very upset at you. Heather, talking about being curious and reinventing yourself, one woman who does reinvent herself very often is Lillette Collegia, the Intuit 2017 firm and the future winner. Listeners will be no strangers to Lillette. She's our dial-a-quote for all things Intuit. But you regularly reinvent your business. In the last year alone, you've gotten rid of your physical office, you've moved your team offshore, you keep up with the technologies. Is part of that skill because you come to places like this? I'd like to say yes, but I think a lot of it is just um, from experience. So coming to places like this is all about building confidence and talking to people who have probably already done it before me, like yourself, when I spoke to you about 18 months ago. So you were the one who probably guided me to go offshore. So there you go, out in the open. It's blame David. (laughs) And I think... Don't send your customer complaints my way. (laughs) No, but I I think it just really um, solidifies, you know, my decision-making when I do talk to other people. So coming to these uh, events, it's not just about the apps and the add-ons. Yes, it's nice to see all those. But for me, it's about... like what Steph said, it's about the the relationships and what I've noticed, this is my third year here, is that even the the exhibitors are very comfortable in themselves that they're not here to sell. For them, it's also about relationships and I can see that. It's very obvious. So, yeah, so for me, I need to come here because it's my reality check to make sure that I am doing everything, you know, just getting confirmation that... Oh, I've got hands up. They all want to add in to what I'm saying. Yes, Mr. Um, Vanderbeek. So just, just I want to, this might be a massive spanner in the conversation, so feel free to totally turn it off. But like the relationship thing, the human thing, the people thing, right, that's super hot right now. It's so hot right now. Um, in five, ten years' time, what's the thing going to be, right? Because we go through ebbs and flows where things chop and change and, and conferences right now are all about, oh, people are comfortable in their skin and they're not selling and it's this human element and it's really relational. What do we think that's going to look like as we go forward? And Steph desperately wants to answer this question, so please. I hope it looks like robots, true, beautiful robots doing us 
wonderful things, giving us data at our fingertips. I really hope in five years' time someone has built Bruce, who is the robot that I would like to sit on my bedside table. I've been asking for Bruce for eight eight years now, darling. No, no, don't don't worry about Albert. And, you know, Bo's there. It's okay. He's still going to be there in five years' time, Lillette. So... Let uh, let me work backwards. Bruce, no. Bruce, my robot that sits on my bedside table, is literally going to wake me up every morning and I'm going to be able to ask Bruce a series of wonderful questions about my clients, about my day, about what I want to do, and then he's going to go off and do half of the work in saying, all right, client, this is what happened last night. This is what you need to work on. This is what you need to do today. This is what we're trying to do. So five years. So I think it started already. Check out an app called Ada AI uh, out of New Zealand, which is starting to do it. Um, Heather, do you want to respond to what do you think will be in five years? I've got my own thoughts, but uh, it's my show and I can talk whenever I want. So, no, it's all I agree with what you say. I think we came from the Industrial Revolution in that we were soldiers or we were made to be minions. And what we've evolved to is I'm a person who doesn't adhere to nine to five. I work when my energy is high, whenever that is, and technology has enabled me to be more human. What does that make me become? In five years' time, it makes me become really human. And who knows what the colour of my hair will be. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put a big caveat on this. Um, when email came out and Palm Pilots came out, Andrew, everybody thought that our life was going to be better and we've just ended up working more. So we're going to need to take control of what this means and how we use it. And whilst there is a greater emphasis at places like this of people who are choosing to build their careers and their businesses around their life, there are a lot of people who still live for the client, live for the business, and, and, and we're going to need to take control of that. One thing I'll add, I'm going to add my best on, if that's okay, everybody. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Um, the Australian Taxation Office, who I have lauded for a very long time for their very public response to the pressure that I put under last year, had maybe four or five commissioners speaking today, absolutely jam-packed every single one of them, and it is a very staunch reminder that not a single attendee here would make money if not for compliance, that everything else really is, is an add-on. Uh, well, Heather's saying she doesn't do tax, and personally, actually, I lie because I don't do tax. But if compliance isn't, if, but if compliance didn't exist, there wouldn't be a need for much else. Um, we heard uh, I interviewed um, Dana Fleming, the Assistant Commissioner of Self-Managed Super Funds, who agreed that the accountancy exemption isn't working, and there needs to be a better way to have somebody in that position advocate for the, us in the street. Yeah, Ron, you're nodding. Obviously, it's a pet pet topic for you. Yeah. Is absolutely amazing. And so, where's going to be in five years? The ATO is going to be having individuals lodge tax returns through text messages. That's on their agenda. I don't, I don't think they'll be lodging tax returns at all. I think in five years from now, if we haven't got rid of our returns, we, we really as a profession haven't moved forward. Um, it, it's something that's, that's just necessary. The only people that should be lodging returns are businesses, uh, really are businesses of any, of any sort. So, self-managed super funds, do you think? Well, self-managed super funds will still need to, but they're a bit, sort of a business in some respects. But, but really anything like that. But I'd be, I, th- I think that's the world we're moving to. Where, where are we going to be in five years? Uh, look, I agree the robots are going to be in control, but in some respects they're already starting starting to be, you know, you use Google Home you, you, or Alexa or using any of those products or any of those things, it's just 
tells you, you know, I want to know about the weather, I want to know what music to play. It isn't hooked into my business yet, but it will be because there will be apps that will hook into to do that. And we've already done some stuff around voice, um, not as much as we'd like, but we think in a year from now, two years from now, maybe even less, you'll be able to grab your phone and say, hey, what's the balance in my self-money super fund? And the phone will tell you. And that will be just something that comes out of the software and comes out of the phone. And then Google uh, will capture it all and share it with everyone else. Probably. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a very... No, but that's a very real risk. So the cyber risk that comes into it is genuinely very big. But yes. I'll put it back on you. In five years, what we're talking about kind of an arbitrary concept. What does your business look like in five years? Yeah, well, if that's a question for me, I'll be running a whiskey bar, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> You're unique because you have an app on your phone which counts down the days. So every day you lose a day until you achieve a particular goal. Do you want to share what that is? Yes, yeah. So I, 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 a while ago I kind of said, what do I want, what do I want my life to look like? And I said, one day I'll, I want to be running a whiskey bar. And I realised that um, I can't really be running an accounting business the way I do right now if I want to be running a whiskey bar. So I have an app and every day it counts down one day and it tells me a deadline of when I need to make myself redundant. So, um, But to go back to your question about what does it look like in five years, I mean, look, like I said, I've been running an accounting business for seven years. I started when I was 26. I'm 33 right now. I've probably been heavily involved. Like the, the whole conference, that kind of thing has really hit its straps probably in the last three years. Um, Zero and a bunch of others were doing it a few years before that. Um, I wonder if it's going to fall off a cliff. Uh, and all of a sudden then have to reinvent itself in a couple of years' time. Because there's so much noise that we're seeing all the time. We're seeing, you know, MyUp and QuickBooks and Zero doing a whole bunch of their stuff. We've got, you know, the agnostics that are doing their kind of things. We've got, um, you know, accounting consultants who are running their own kind of, you know, things, accounts, big day out, all these kind of things which are really valuable. But at what point in time does it all just become white noise? I mean... About six months ago in my book. Yeah, but we saw today, I mean, we want to talk about the bad stuff. Today, half the people were gone about lunchtime. Because they walked, they did their roundabout. They went, this is this is good. There's nothing really new, maybe, or maybe they didn't. They were too scared because, the, as accountants, we don't know how to network properly. So therefore, they're not willing to go and ask a stand. Hello, what is it that you actually do? I actually think that's because too much of the, and this is my worst. I think a lot of the content was sold today, which means that it's a bunch of vendors who are not selling but selling through talking about what they do anyway. And I think we just see through that as as people, and we don't. And the IMC to stand and the the mid afternoon sessions. Well, the afternoon was terribly attended, except for my last one with Lance Rubin who listeners will be familiar with her on the show and has his own audience and he and I had been promoting that particular one ourselves. Yeah, Can I add to that? I attended, I hosted one of the table, the QuickBooks um, roundtable talks and the feedback that I was getting from the people is that they actually preferred sitting on a round table coming to these things and discussing openly in a small group what their day-to-day issues were and some of the topics were really left field so I mean I hosted one on networking so I had a guy in my group who actually worked for NAB and has been rejected for about 20 promotions now it really called to me and no, it, but it came back to, you know, relationship building. So it's not even about the tech understanding the stuff anymore. It's about, ne- you know, that confidence and relationship building. It's a soft skill. So that's where I see the industry needs to, you know, rather than have all these add-ons and apps, we need to see more d- open discussion and workshopping things and helping people. 
if it's a free conference, can we really expect a whole bunch of people to sit up and sit around a table? Like, at the end of the day, someone has to pay for what's going on here. Yeah. And that's where, like, all respect to a whole bunch of the vendors, <laughs> like, like, but, 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 like, how do you have a huge room with, with you know, a hundred different people that are willing to share openly about stuff if someone hasn't paid for that? Someone has to pay for it. So I'll go back to a really crazy, and, and let I agree with you, but if it's that round, and I've sat on round tables in the past as well and found them very well received, this is now back to the bodies. This is now CPA, CAA, IPA, 101 discussion groups, workshops, um, use their facilities and their properties, you know, get more usage out of them by just getting 10, 15, 20 people in a room. It's a low-cost model and we're already paying for that right with our membership fees. You just need facilitators. Why are you disagreeing with me? Because every single CA ever event in the entirety of ever has been at like 7am in the city. I live an hour and a half away from the city. There is no way I'm going into the city at 7am for a 45-minute conversation with a bunch of people that I don't know. It's not going to happen. Discussion groups aren't in the city. They're all around mm. Melbourne. They're in boardrooms. They're in accountant boardrooms. And, and it's an easy thing to implement. And there's no reason why, Andrew thought leader of the year, you couldn't do it with your local accountants in Mount Eliza. Now, maybe they're not like you because you have a very innovative firm and you want peers in that group. So maybe we use, you know, what's a good, Heather, what's a good um, free communication tool for online video meetings? Zoom.us. You know what? Did you, it's one of you was tweeting about Zoom and they retweeted it. Was it you, Lillette? Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Did I? Yeah, because I saw it. It was fantastic. Um, but, but I think this, if it's about smaller conversations, then as a profession, we can take control about ourselves and we don't necessarily need this. We don't need a big accounting business expo. So why are we talking about CA then if we're talking about just regional stuff? That's, that's absolutely nothing to do with an institution. That's, that's people like us saying, I want to create a group of people, but then how do I find someone else that wants to be a part well, of that? They find your audience for I think this comes down to the fact that we can easily create our own group. We already have. There are many of them between us because this is what we do. Is that our Twitter group? Yeah, of course it is, darling. There's a few others. You're not involved. No, only joking. Paul <laughs> hasn't been invited, so we can't kind of broadcast this too too much. Um, no, sorry. Own... No, but he knows about it. He said, I wouldn't want to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like him. Well done on the impression, on the actual impression. So I think this comes down to we're trying to think about what's really beneficial for not the people who've been on this journey for a really long time, and I think they're the people who get the most out of these roundtable sessions yet so many um, of the event promoters and the CAs and CPAs, et cetera, just don't really get that. They aren't really understanding. And, look, it's not hard to get a whole bunch of people in a room, but you don't want them to be all like-minded. The whole concept and idea of roundtables is listening to very, very different stories and taking away something that someone's doing in a completely different industry or someone's doing in Brisbane and someone else is doing in... Mount Isa or Inverell or somewhere amazing like that. And I think that's where our professional bodies should be able to help out with those things. I must admit, the, the, the easiest experience I've had with chartered accountants, Andrew, is when I said, hey, can you get me in touch with X? So as a, as a facilitator, they could play that role. And, man, I'm not saying this is easy. Mm. They need to do a lot of change to be able to facilitate this, but they do have the network. So what you all probably know is I, I created a meetup group in Brisbane 
that has been meeting on a monthly basis for five years. That is a 360-degree meetup group in that bookkeepers, accountants, advisors, cloud-out partners are invited to come to and it's open to present. And it's it's probably, I was inspired by the events uh, that uh, Steph organised in Newcastle because it was a bit too far for me to travel to. But that has worked well. It's a, it's a bit of hassle for me, but um, it, it works well. And uh, many of the people in the ecosystem will say that Brisbane is the most vibrant city in Australia. And I'm claiming that from my meetup group, but Newcastle is very good too. <laughs> I love Brisbane, no skin off my back. I'll let you want to add to that because you're nodding uh, fervently. No, I was just agreeing that Brisbane is vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, a lot of us will be at zero conferences in Brisbane this year. Um, Ron, I've got a bit of a question for you. You uh, sit on the other end of the table in that you sign off on the budget for these events. So as somebody who comes to these things, what does success look like for you at an event like this as a, as a you know partner? I suppose, look, we, we look at it from two or three different or look at everything from two or three different ways. Firstly, we see it as an opportunity to catch up with clients because um, when you, we've got 8,000 clients, to try to catch up with 8,000 clients in a year, even through our team, is, is not an easy task. So we see that as a first opportunity. Secondly, we see it as an opportunity to talk to our competitors' clients um, and to talk to about what we, we think we do better than what our competitors do. And the third part of it is to talk to people who aren't clients of any of us, and to, any, uh, who aren't clients of ours, and tell them what we do. Uh, so people who maybe aren't using any software like that, those people who came along to today and wanted to buy our desktop software, but uh, they're not using any software. They're, they're doing stuff, and they have been doing stuff manually for years and years and years and years, and they don't want to change. Um, so from that perspective, that's the third side of it. But in terms of budgets, we, um, we set a, a figure per person. So from our perspective, we will, we, can, we will spend up to $15 per person at a conference, um, depending on the value value of the conference and the value of the attendees. Something like this is probably a $10 value, not a $15 value, and that's probably close to what we've we've paid for the event, or actually probably less than that. We've probably paid 7 or $8. So we, we, that's how we value it. We then Sounds like a write-up, Ron. Probably is. We then go through at the end of the conference and we assess how many people we've spoken to, what we've spoken to those people about, and whether that's going to provide us with any business. Um, because in the end, if it doesn't provide us with any business, then we're probably wasting our time being here. It's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that with a lot of detail as well. So that's really good to hear from Ron. I'd like to hear from the others who are not here to sell things. Um, obviously, we talked about networking. We talked about connecting with people. How do you go about judging an ROI on something like this? Like You've just invested a couple of days of your time. You're potentially not revenue generating because you're not working with your clients. All these things aren't happening. Um, yeah, how do you work on that? I expect to generate five times the cost of attending the conference uh, from... Five times zero. <laughs> I ex well, no, the, the, I, I'm coming up from Brisbane, so it's actually cost... Andrew just made the comment that it's costing me zero. I expect the cost of time out of work and airfare, etc., five times over for attending a conference. I'm extremely strategic about it. I have people lined up whom I plan to meet. I um, scan what's happening in the ecosystem and manage and make sure I am speaking to the people I need to speak to who are new to the market and um, actively uh, encourage clients and accountants I know to come to the event so I can spend time with them here rather than go out and spend three hours driving out to a meeting with them. So I will not attend a conference unless I know I'm going to 
One of the other reasons that these conferences are valuable for us is that it also gives us an opportunity to see what's going on in the industry, to see where new players that have come in, are there, are there opportunities for us and them to work together to do things? Uh, also to meet other people who, are, uh, who we've maybe had discussions with in the past and who are developing stuff with us. So an opportunity to meet our business partners as well. We've just, I, I will add, before I bring in our next surprise guest, Cameo Performance, um, I'm going to add one thing into that, Andrew, is that I feel good about when I come here. I sometimes get humbled when I think I'm getting ahead of myself that's actually not that good and it's actually pretty common. And listeners will know I don't struggle for an ego. So sometimes you know, getting, getting the perspective back is really important. You get a little bit more inspiration. And also, no, don't you know that... I, no, I know, I'm not letting you get the smart-ass remark in. And, <laughs> uh, and, and but, but also, I actually getting completely out of my business. I've got an out-of-office email on. I haven't checked it all day. Which, uh, well, you'll have a lot of emails to get back to if you haven't let. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm working without doing my traditional work, and I think from the mental side of things, that's really good for me. Joining us, because he's just been so kind to bring us some water, oh, water boy, <laughs> Sam Rotberg from AS Partners. Sam, can you come here for a second? Did you, re- did you, did you recently win an award for your social media efforts? I, I might have won an award, yes, from at Myob Insight. Is that the one you're mentioning? Oh, I didn't see you at Myob Insight. <laughs> no, I don't think I actually turned up, actually. That is how good your social media game is. Well, all I can say is thanks to Daniel for giving me the, the wording to use in the, in the tweet. <laughs> and the photo. Right, so what else can we get you to say? <laughs> I'm just so great at tweeting. Tell me, that... t- tell me, what was the best part of today for you, Sam? Um, well, actually, did panel in four roundtables. I actually really enjoyed both panels and roundtables. Did you feel like you were giving back? You know, because we're talking about how there's answers already because people have been doing it for a long time. Was there was it a little bit of a mental re- release for you? Yeah, it actually was giving back. It was actually helping other professionals who maybe um, have smaller practices or are unsure about certain things. And it was good to be able to actually um, talk things out with them and hear their point of view and then put across my point of view and my experiences. Who do you think would win in a competition for party short sleeve shirts? You or Andrew Vanderbeek? Oh, Andrew would win every day of the week. Look, Andrew's, got, Andrew's got the guns. We'll just have a look at the gun show over here. It's very impressive. Mate, thanks for doing a cameo uh, on From the Truth. Hey, what was the best app that you saw today? I didn't have time to see any apps today. I've been talking all day. No, no, that's fair enough. That enjoy your water, thing. please. No, I will. My very coarse throat. I usually have Paul pouring glasses of water for me. I don't. Paul would never be so kind for me to be able to do that. Everybody knows that at all. Um, look, we, we're, we're going to start rounding up. Um, thank you so much to everyone for lending your time today. Um, final messages. Look, I, I think the thing about ABE is it gives you an opportunity to see what's going on in the industry, keep up to date with what's going on, attend some of the sessions, learn a bit of stuff, um, but generally just come here and drink and party. That's really what it's all about. I love it. That's an industry titan telling you to do that right there. Uh, well, you don't have a problem about me drinking and partying, <laughs> uh, but I'd probably just say, just touching on the whole going home at lunch thing, when you come to these things, you're coming for a reason. You're not coming to check things out. So right. turn off your business mode, turn off your work mode, put your auto report on and commit to it because if you're not going to commit to it you're not going to get anything out of it that, that two hours is going to be an absolute waste of your time and you're not going to value what you got here so make sure you do it properly love it great advice andrew yeah i think if you're starting out in business um i think it's really important that you put this on your calendar each year so it's a great way to really understand what's going on in this industry 
someone came and told me that they appeared on your worst in ground and as a result of that they're trying to step it up and really produce something good so they appear on your best in ground. If you want to seat at the big boys table then you need to deal with what the big boys can dish out. <laughs> Oh, dear. The controversy in this show is just amazing. But it's we... the only reason people listen. It's not because we talk about tax, that's for sure. We don't have the popcorn, though, darling. That's the thing that's missing for no, this. Usually thing. we all talk on Twitter so we can send popcorn gifts when fights start happening. I love it. I think for me, if you're listening to this tonight and you had already registered for your ticket, you should get your ass down here tomorrow and really just go to some of the roundtables. I mean, Intuit's been amazing in sponsoring six roundtables and I think there are five each day of those six roundtables. So um, it's a perfect opportunity to just ask questions and get feedback and see what's happening in everybody else's world because it just gives you an opportunity to really expand your horizons, have fun and meet amazing new people. Can I just add, Intuit were very lucky. They had an overflow on the single touch payroll round table and guess who took that overflow? The actual assistant commissioner of STP, John Shepherd. So at the Intuit stand, he had his own little round table where he was talking tech. I mean, how lucky were some of those guests to actually ask the assistant commissioner questions on STP? I, I did say that, and I said to John uh, when he was heading towards it, I said it's like the football, the captain of the Collingwood Football Club rocking up to a six-year-old's birthday party. It's just it's STP. <laughs> Look, guys, thank you so much for coming on from the trenches with Special Accounting Business Expo. Now, we do have a pretty big announcement that came out this week. Um, Accounting Business Expo was started by a very entrepreneurial events company called National Media, a great Australian company, who has now sold Accounting Business, to, Accounting Business Expo to a global giant in the event space, Terrapin. So it will be different next year, but I'll tell you one thing. We'll let you and I flew over to Singapore last year to talk at uh, the Terrapin organised Singapore Accounting Technology Expo. Andrew, you decided not to do that and stay at home with your family. Um, no, I don't, and I mean that, sorry, I'm saying that in a very positive way because, uh, sorry, no, I really meant that in a very positive way. To turn up an opportunity like that because you're valuing something very special is, it's, it's something very serious, very important. We take mental health seriously from the trenches and I applaud Andrew's efforts to do that. And, well and let I know how you manage your time because I talk to you a lot about how to structure days and that's one of the things you and I do when we mentor each other and I know that you look after your family. But it has been so and I'll tell you what, if the Singapore is anything to go by, this is in very good hands. And uh, I would not be deterred at all in thinking of coming to the next uh, event organised by these guys. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for coming on. Uh, listeners, sign up to our newsletter. You'll get the emails when it comes out at fromthetrenches.com.au. We might start a poll saying, is From the Trenches better without Paul Meisner? 100%. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Oh. Nobody asked you, Sam. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll see you later. We're going to head to an after party. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter, at Paul Meissner underscore, or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter, at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.